Welcome to Stage Crunchy and Milk. Yes, it's Cleveland's longest running podcast and the place to hang with your internet besties. Got questions or comments? The email address for the show is podcast at stagecrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy, of course, being spelled with a K. Stage Crunch. You can also give us a call or message us at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. Stage Crunchy. We're available anywhere fine podcasts are and of course at the website stagecrunchymilk.com please rate review subscribe and share the show wherever possible like apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube and now stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy stays crunchy crunchy. so what do you guys think are some of the unwritten rules of the road like what the written ones are like ass grass grass right I know. No. Well, I'm, I'm saying the written ones are gas, grass, or ass, right? Nobody, Nobody rides for free. For free. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I think we need to come up with a rule. For the, like, and this happened to me today. The fucking people that like are behind you, like, like going down a normal road. Like, I'm going 37 or 38 and 35 in the middle of like afternoon traffic, and I had some fucking giant blue truck. Like that was behind me, all of a sudden speed up, go around me, and then just like get over it back in front of me. And I'm like, the fuck? They just want to be behind you. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going slow. Like, I'm following the flow of traffic. There's like, like, what the fuck is your problem? And then there was another guy in a Kia, like with his girlfriend or whatever, that was doing the whole like tough guy speed up real quick, doing like, 60 to 35 to get like over and then just cut in and out of lanes like he's fucking in the Fast and the Furious just to get to the same traffic light that we all get to. And did I'm he, like, did he put on his blinker when he was doing that? Fuck no. He's just he's driving like he was the only one out there. And people usually say it's the Nissan Ultimate drivers, but this guy was driving a Kia. And uh, I'm just like, these people piss me off and they make me want to speak. Like, I, I, was mad about the truck one because I wasn't I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong. I was literally going like 38 to 35 with the flow of traffic. I wasn't holding nobody up. I had a car a couple lanes in front of me. I wasn't doing anything to like make this guy mad. But then like if he just gotten over but then to get back in front of me I was like alright fuck it I'm being petty Dan and I fucking went I got over I sped up and then I got in front of the car that was in front of him and I went slower so that car that was now in front of him had to slow down to make him slow down. <laughs> so, like, at that I, point, I was doing something to impede him. But before that, no. I loved it in your mind. Him speeding up and getting in front of you meant that he had some kind of ilk or beef with you. When that <laughs> man probably didn't think shit of you. He was just driving. Not a but thought he, about you in but, his brain. But no, he was behind me. I heard like, you, man. I like, know. I just don't so, think he gave a fuck. So like, so why get around me? It served no purpose. You didn't get any. You got one no, car lane. It, it serves no purpose to you, but for in his mind, it might have did something. It might have made him feel like, okay, I've done something to push me along here. I guarantee you, he wasn't thinking about your ass in the least, because it's just not. It's not what we do. I'm not. I'm not thinking about people around me. I'm just in motion around people around me, and I'm and I move how I need to move. Like like analytically speaking. What sense does it make to burn the that like to to put your car in danger to get back over to speed up illegally and then get right back over in the lane you just left to get one car up? None. Which is why I'm all, which is why which is why I definitely don't think he was thinking about you. Just don't. 
Well, see, you at that point, point, you could at that point he, he made it about me, and, and I took it personal. I'm Michael Jordan, that motherfucker. <laughs> no, no. You made it about you. He still don't know you exist. <laughs> oh, he knows I exist now. He didn't before I, I went and did what I did, but now he feels me. He, he, he's going to live to his last day knowing that I'm the reason he got to the GFS slower. Uh, unwritten rules on the road, man. Uh, playing shake and bake out on the on the on the on the turnpike, cause uh, you get out there with somebody, y'all both just riding together, and y'all just be like, okay, he, you you about to hit the lane and you about to go fast? Cool, I'm gonna follow behind you for a little bit. Okay, you got a truck in front of you. I'm gonna lean over this way, get in front of that truck. You follow, and we just shake and bake for. I love when I get a, a, a cohort out there on the highway with me. And we just be riding together, and you and you'll notice it, and you will mm. notice that situation where you like, okay, we out here exchanging the switching because y'all giving blinkers. Sometimes you even giving a wave, because sometimes you'll know, say people give you a wave as they go off to exit, and I'm saying basically like, oh, thanks for riding out here with this me. Literally never happened to me before. It has yeah. happened to me before. Yeah, like I said, yeah. I, that's that, that was been a delight. That's been a delight of, of of driving all these years and driving all these places. Number when one rule: out there, remember that you are not racing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like I said, we just out here just 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 uh helping each other out, you know what I'm saying, and making sure cuz I I feel like we're all looking out for cops. We all know the little oh shit, pump the brakes. I see something up the road or that ways or something Toby is something up the road, so I'm I'm tapping this brake for you. But I mean, so you know what's up with what I got going in front of me, man. So I I just uh I have like I said that has been a delight, especially when I when you when you're uh, driving down south because whenever I go down south, I'm usually I'm going toward my sister's house or D.C. So you, you know, cut across Pennsylvania and you can do that, that drop down that goes down south. And like that, there's an exchange that's right between uh, when you were you're leaving Pennsylvania and hitting into what is underneath Pennsylvania? Is that Maryland, Delaware, one of them states. And uh, <laughs> when you drop down to that shit, it's like it's, a, it's good vibes down in that area. People seem to, to know what it is to drive. Drive as a team. And I dig it. What's something you got? Or did you come across Ant that you was like, okay, this this one this one ain't written down, but maybe he could be. Um. Hmm. Well, this one is kind of stupid. Stay out of driver's blind spots. Like, how do you know? How would you know what would be somebody else's blind spot? Well, that's not. That's not unwritten. Is that not a, a in the book or something like that? Yeah, this like, is this is unwritten rules. I feel like I was taught that in driver's ed, but I took I, I took driver's ed in high school and I had a good you know class about that kind of shit. And it's just it's more uh, so I will have like especially if over here on ninety coming out my way, it's got the my entrance ramp to the highway is wild ass long. Yeah. So you got to kind of fire down that motherfucker to be before you if you're heading west and. Uh, It'll be somebody just riding right, you know what I'm saying? If, if you if you have access to the video of this car, you know what I'm saying? This them, this me, and they'll be just like here this whole time. And I'm like, bruh, don't be hanging here. Get get next to me or fall your ass back or get in front of me, you know what I'm saying? Your, your options. But when you're sitting right there, it is my blind spot. And I notice that. And if I'm sitting in somebody's blind spot, I usually just fall back or speed up. So I'm not in their way, but like literally, I was taught that in in driver's ed in high school. So the the speed up for me is always tough when we're already going like 75, 80, and then it's like you're almost like relegated to the fallback because then the speed up becomes like extra dangerous as far as like accidents or like 
that could be that moment where you try to speed up and then it's like the, you lose sight of the, the cop shoulder. Yeah. Because that's, cause that's what I do on the freeway. I usually ride the speed lane and I cop watch the entire way, like the turnpike, the freeways, everything. Like, and if I sense, like, if I feel like I'm getting too comfortable like, or like I have too much of like open air in front of me, like no speed shields or nothing, yeah. then I'll kind of, I'll do a little drop back to the middle for a while just until I feel comfortable again to hit the gas. Yeah. But I'm also not afraid to speed them in the middle lane if I if I got some open road. Like <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the point. Like especially with if it's if it's if it's long, flat, and straight, and you can, you know, you got a good like line yeah. of sight down the road. Yeah. Like that patch from Cincinnati to Columbus, it's hard to not do 90 plus there because it's literally nothing but fucking corn for like an hour <laughs> and a half. <laughs> Yeah, it's man, like it's two like Jesus billboards and just corn. <laughs> yeah, so you know you just ride out and 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 take advantage and enjoy. Like I said, that's 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 the vibe. Uh, I mean, I I I don't I don't like I, said, I wonder what what are the unwritten ro- rules of the of the road that uh you know I mean you know what it is. No saying. Uh, I mean I feel like this is a, this knowledge this this just makes sense if you like are. Uh, you know, sometimes you get between two semis. I fucking hate that. It's the scariest shit in the world, bro. Because um, then I'm like, I'm like, where, where is their blind spot? Because it's like, I, yeah. like, do they have radar? Is there something pinging to tell them? Hey, Dude, you know, I got, I got them? completely boxed in when I went to Dallas, you know, years ago. Yeah, I was, I was in Kentucky, going down like a hill. And I had semis on both sides of me and front and behind me. I literally had like nowhere to go. I'm yeah. just like fucking white knuckling it between four yeah. trucks. Yo, we were doing twisted metal. That was like, around Damn. the time that I got that crack in my windshield from the rock kickup. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. So I, I when I when I if I have a good line of sight, I'm like, okay, I can see that these trucks is on some bullshit. Cause in most situations they should pick a lane. And just ride together over this, but I know what it is. They got to move and get around people too. Then I try to kind of avoid the, the the they nonsense, or like I said, just punch. I will punch out on a truck just because it's like if I get pulled over, it's like, bro, I was I was trying to avoid being in a situation, so we'll we can talk about it or whatever. But yeah, I will punch the fuck out on on a truck and just zoom away from them. I don't know if this one's like written or not. Like I I thought it was like the, the what we're supposed to do. But the people who enter the freeway not with the speed of traffic, it's like insane. come off, yeah, come off the on ramp, and they're doing like thirty <laughs> still, <laughs> trying to like, well, how do I get in here when everyone else on the freeway is doing like sixty five plus, and now we all got to slam our brakes because you can't hit the fucking gas pedal, bruh. By the time I, and this is something I've taught my children, both both my kids at this point, by the time you get to the bottom of that on ramp, I need you at full highway speed. Like I need you ready to hit that just because that's how you merge into traffic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's it may not be written, but it's it's taught. I'm out here trying to teach teach the children well, and uh, there's I hope times pass it on to theirs. There's times where I hit the overdrive button on my car just to make sure that I fucking get up to speed. Yeah, because I have a little four cylinder Nissan Altima, so it's, sometimes it's a little hard for me to to get up to that sixty right away. <laughs> I got the turbo in my car, so I got all I got to do is hit that bitch and it, 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 get a go. Drop that, drop that pedal. And sh- ah, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, man, I, I that's when I that I definitely I, it 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 bothers me. So of course I try to abide by it. that. Is I'm entering the highway. Trust me, I'll be at highway speed when I get there. 
unless something is impeding that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm definitely on that. It's mostly like it's highway stuff. You know what I'm saying? Street driving, city driving is just, you know what I'm saying? Obey the traffic signals. So like, you know, when, when, you know, four way stop at a, at, at blinking light type situation, you know what I'm saying? I hate when people will just be like, I'm driving through this bitch. And I'm like, or, you know, uh. they'll see it like the, the, we know we had like uh, some storms around here recently enough and like the lights was out. And so you treat that as a four way stop, but it's people who are like, fuck that. I'm just, I'm driving through gang style. I'm like, no, man, slow your roll, stop, look fucking all the ways and, and then go in order. It's not going to, it's not going to make you any faster or slower. And in fact, you are looking out for your fellow, you know, drivers. But again, that's that's written. If the lights is out, treat like a goddamn four way stop. S- simple. So, and I hate that people don't do that. People seem real. People, people are just real selfish drivers. And of course, they may not have been taught right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, not everybody went to class. So everybody should. Indeed. <laughs> because that, like that's when, for certain. when you take your test test, you read you read the book, or you can just go in there and wing it, and possibly yeah. just pass it. Yep. Because every time you get the questions, they're different every time. Yeah. So you could just get the look of the jar and pass that bitch. Uh, I, Box was just speaking before you got on about how he, you know he has to go get his license re up next uh, next week. Uh, that uh, I, I was I, I was letting you know, I went I went to go get my car e check, believing I needed an e check this year. Uh, one, I was told by the lady, no, you don't need an e-check until 2025. And I was like, cool. Thank you for that. But she was like, you just need a sticker. I go, yeah. Oh, we got a sticker, a sticker kiosk right here in, at the e-check spot over here by me. I didn't even have to go to Whoa. the BMV this year. I literally just went nice. and, and worked at a, at a kiosk and it spit out a sticker and a, and the, the, the card style registration and boom, it was done. So a box, you know, I know you got to get you go, got to go and get your, uh, your whole ass picture taken. So yes, you, you going to be in the BMV anyway. So you might as well just get your stick while you're there, but going forward, you know what I'm saying? You got a few years. You can probably just stop swing by uh, the old kiosk and be done. So I think it's nice. Yeah. I went and got the e-check done like two months ago or so. Mm-hmm. So like, I, and you only have to get the e-check every year. So I technically could buy a sticker for two years. Yeah. I never buy the two-year sticker. I probably should. I, it, yeah. it, it's probably some level of convenience that can be involved there, but hey. I mean, it just means that I don't have to go get another one next year around this time if uh, you know I make it there. Yeah, but see, now I know I got the kiosk. <laughs> Fuck it. Although I believe next year I got to get a new picture taken, so you're right. I'll be there anyway. So you know, so that's that's just. Uh, I was always just like, what happens if I buy the sticker and then like the car gets stolen, or I have an accident, and I have to get a new car, or. There's something where I was always like, what's the point of buying it if I'm, I might not have it? But now I'm like, I ain't getting rid of this fucking car. I can't afford to get another car. Okay. Not that right there's now. anything wrong with my car. My car doesn't even have 57,000 miles on it yet. Yeah. but And like I said, you know that it ain't going nowhere and you ain't going nowhere. So why not get the two year? That makes perfect sense to me. So fingers crossed. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go, people. The written and unwritten rules of of the road. Let me get you a proper show started here. Damn, baby, pussy can't be your only hustle. Unless you bad as Naomi Russell. I mean, a lot of niggas got money. So basically, Russell ain't the only Russell. Russell Brand. Russell Crowe. Zero, 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 a whole lot of O's. What you after? Act the money 
You in line behind currency. Yeah, you after money. Bulletproof condom when I'm in these holes. Got staples on my dick. Why? Fucking centerfolds. <laughs> and I swear to God, they so cold. Got a nigga in Miami wearing winter clothes. I got my fur on, feeling like Jerome. She got her fur too. We get our his in her room. Don't look at the jewelry or get your blur on. Too close, you're comatose. So dope, you overdose. Get back, you overclose. Oh no. Whole hood love son, and I blessed them with that polo. Niggas was making music and then my first solo. Colo Drolo, sponsored by Manolo. She got Zeppi Nodos, ready for some photos. Yeah, and I'm cold, bitch. Please try to keep the door closed. Land Von, $1,000 tee with no logos. Let me show you what I see when my eyes close. Take it how you want it till a nigga dead. Till then, I'm the illest motherfucker alive. Welcome to it. It's the show. It's episode 510. And we easy selling and fast cruising on with a new spectacular look. <laughs> I'm your host. Then it's Hero 713 and is joined as always by our best friends. It's the 216 zone. Big Anthony, what's good, baby? Uh, I'm ready. Like the diplomats. You love it. You love it. Of course, we joined by the big homie Lunchbox 2099. You keep on denying who you are and how you're feeling. Baby, we're not buying. On, we saw you hit the ceiling. Face it like a grown-up. When you gonna own up? That you got, got, got it bad. <laughs> is, is that some Urger? No. Oh, who's that? So, I actually uh, don't know who sings this. It's, it's the um, song from the Her the Disney Hercules movie when Meg is getting, like, figuring out she's in love with Hercules uh, and the muses are singing to her. Yes, it says yes. the songwriters are Alan Menken and David Joel Zeppel. Um, they, they, they've written almost all the music, well, a lot, great deal of the music you hear in the various Disney uh, genres. So, work to David Minkin. Yes, the songs I won't say I'm in love. Fair, fair. My song is, of course, the illest motherfucker alive off of Watch the Throne. And, of course, with all the talk of Russell Brand this week, that name just popped in my head and those lyrics popped in my head. And so, there we are. And there we have it. Man, y'all been on that shit? I mean, at all? Or y'all just been like kind of on some old whatever shit? Also, whatever shit. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess um, I don't really watch the news. Um, In this case, it's English news, so you probably wouldn't have watched it anyway. Yeah, and like my algorithm just don't be on Russell Brand. I guess I, I'm I'm aware of it because of Channel Four, where we watch Great British Bake Off. Made a huge stink about their program today. They had coming out last Saturday, at 9 p.m. was like, "Yo, it's some wild shit." Y'all may want to tune in, and people was like, "Yo, they never talk about that show, and that show usually comes on at this time. So if it's this wild and they're putting it on this late, it must be some wild shit." And it turns out Russell Brand just a serial shit guy, and uh, who would have thunk it? Except Katy Perry and a lot of other people. So. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not really a big, a victim blamer, but I don't even know she's a fucking victim. I always thought that Katy Perry was the piece of shit. It, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought he divorced I, her. Yes, I mean, all, he did. All, sign, all, all signs pointed to her, and like she was fucking up with the Obama shit. Like, oh, cry me a river about that. So it was never. I never had no. Um, well, this, no this, 
that's cool that you don't like Katy Perry. That's not what no, it's about. No, I'm not saying I don't like <laughs> Katy Perry. I'm saying she was fucking up in the news. Cool. Russell Brand is a rapist. A groomer and a rapist. Hands down. And I know some people be like, well, what about the due process? And allegedly, no. Like Bill Cosby before him, this one of the things that has been clarified, position and so forth. Russell Brand is a rapist. And I ain't sprinkling no allegedly on that shit. And uh it's it's wild that 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 uh that 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 shit has uh, come to come to come to fresh like this. And like I was thinking said, it's like everybody knew Bill Cosby was doing what he was doing. I guess black people knew Bill Cosby was doing what he was doing. And uh then it just kind of you know it's like, oh shit, Bill Cosby was doing that. Like, yes, we knew, we told you. We need some like legal like disclaimer here, like the views expressed in this episode don't mind mind yeah. only. Because, because like I don't know than, enough to be calling anybody uh, you know an harper. Yeah, like <laughs> other than me not knowing about this, I don't care about this. And like the, like I still I, no matter what, I still think Katy Perry is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I really don't care. Cool. Sign <laughs> off on that shit. Katy Perry, POS, Russell Brand, rapist. Done and done. All right, let me get you to it, people. I got you some stories, and I got you... Uh, oh, so my stories this week always have these Reddit components to them. The links are in your show notes, as they always are. But I find it I find two of them interesting. One of them is a, is a callback to uh, some, a discussion we had the other week, and so I find that to be interesting. But this one, I think, is going to be a delight. This is... Uh, the byline says scene staff, so they must have had a bunch of people involved with this. 35 ways to tell whether someone's actually from Cleveland. Uh, Reddit user Alexander the What recently posted the question: If someone was pretending to be from Cleveland, what is something that you would do, they would do that would prove they're an imposter, or how would you suss out whether someone wasn't native? The response laid out a blueprint for identifying a true Cleveland. What would you add? So let's run down the list. So it's uh, basically it's a bunch of pictures. So you you might definitely have to hit this link, listeners. But I, I but the you know what I can share the screen with y'all and uh. That uh, works just as well, don't it? Entire screen. Boop. Share. So, I stares blankly when you mention Gundarina or Jacobs Field. Okay. <laughs> Sings this. Liberties in Solon, Mabel Hearts, Parmel Heights, Brunswick, mm-hmm. Vermilion. If um, they don't go home, they're an imposter. They asked what to do with the billboard that are just this dude's eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. They pronounce mentor. Mentor. Hmm. I do say mentor, don't I? Oh yeah, mentor. Mentor is it, it that is, I'm just now I know I pronounce it locally. It's just mentor, basically. There's no Look, mentor. It's the city of choice. You can choose how you <laughs> want to pronounce it. <laughs> They can't recall ever seeing the WMMS buzzard bumper sticker. I ate that bird cereal. He had cornflakes for a hot second. The buzzard and me go back. <laughs> I want to know why in this graphic, the one in the in the mirror has blonde hair. Oh, is it supposed to be like he's looking youthful at himself? Yeah, he looks, or yeah he's look, looking at his young self. And then when the one in the mirror is uh, kind of looking like uh, the the mall pimp, I forgot that dude's you know. But like, look at him. Are you, you, oh, you talking about a super pimp? Yeah, yeah, he got the little beard going, the little gray hair. Look at him. He got that kind of, and, he, and his jacket fake Cleveland. 
He does yeah. kind of look like my stepdad. Boom. <laughs> they wouldn't know. Emos. They wouldn't know any of your friends. Cleveland has two degrees of separation. Ah, uh, that's real. Because, like I said, Anthony is a good source of of of, of, of all people. It'd be like, oh yeah, this person know this person know this person know Anthony a lot. So <laughs> that's a real situation. Cleveland do got two degrees separation. Who is Tim Nisby and what does he do? Make him pay. If you know, you know. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> they don't know what a tree lawn is. Did y'all know people don't call them shits tree lawns? Oh, shit. What do they call them? Devil strips, I've heard. I've heard that. What? Yeah. And, and That sounds like something you find on like... Um, oh, I know, you- sir. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, I could easily see myself living on either the west side, east or west side. No, nope, they don't know. <laughs> nah. Saying soda instead of pop. I say soda. Or can't pronounce Cuyahoga. <laughs> <laughs> Speeds through Lindell. <laughs> Lindell has been relegated to this little fucking bridge by an Amazon the like fulfillment center and it just fucking pisses me off because they sit in the parking lot of the building like next door and they just sit there and sit there so they can fucking babysit that little fucking camera. Fuck Lindale. I mean, don't speed. I'm always going to argue to, to the contrary. People be mad about red light cameras and shit like that. There, It's like, don't run a red light. Don't speed. Simple. My, my only thing with that is it's 25 it's, under a bridge. Your natural momentum is carrying you faster than 25 under that fucking bridge. You got to ride the brake through there to not get a ticket. Because it, it's just, it's made by design to fuck with you because, like, you can't tell me along that strip there isn't a sign that says 35. So if you're unaware of that area and you're going 35, like, as soon as you're going over, or you're, you're like, you go over to Linda that goes down to 25. You're going 10 miles over the speed limit, which is the infraction. So it's kind of hard to tell, like, if you're not from that area, you get lost. Like, hey, I'm looking for Memphis. I don't know that this bitch turns into another road over here. <laughs> That's what like, that cop tried to do to me in Parma. He he didn't know that I knew where on Ridge Road that the went from 35 to 25. So he couldn't nail me on the speeding. That's why a motherfucker gave me a seatbelt ticket. About lying, he couldn't see the sticker on my license plate. Motherfucker was riding his motorcycle in my trunk. He saw that fucking sticker. Next. No reaction if you mention Big Chuck and Little John. Here we go. Pronounce it pronounce Berea, Berea, or Medina, Medina. Oh yeah. Berea. Berea. I just spun spun that Pokestop last week. I know you're not from Cleveland if you don't say Berea. It's so scary. <laughs> they don't know anyone who works at Progressive or Cleveland Clinic. <laughs> Shit, I know people that all they talk about is wanting to get a job at Progressive. Thinks the thinks the flats are shoes. That's that's uh, I know, but eh. they they don't they did not have a giant E with vantage car. <laughs> Dude, I I stopped at a get go today and like I tried to use my card like the scan for points where I was buying a bottle of water, 
And my card is so old, like the key ring one, that she couldn't even get it to scan with her little gun thing. And she tried to get me to get a new one, like right then and there. And I was like, I know nah, my I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And is she's your, like, Is your phone number she, attached to it? See, I don't know what phone number is attached to that shit because I've had that shit since the early 2000s. <laughs> that keychain thing has been on my keys for over a decade. I don't know which of my mom's or grandmother's phone numbers are attached to that bitch. Because they tried to look it up one time. Like, whenever I go pick up my medication, yeah. they're like, uh, I found it somehow. I was like, cool. Because, yeah, like, they couldn't get the thing to work one time. I had to get my drug marker one replaced recently enough. And it was a good four addresses back and phone number. phone A phone that simply does not exist anymore. And so... I mean, we brought everything up to date, and my drug mart uh, card is finally uh is finally up to snuff, and I can uh, take advantage of the the services and deals they put forth on that one. If I had to guess, it's probably my grandmother's phone number from when I was a kid. Yeah, she carried that phone number with her over to when she would to my mom's house. Yeah, so that's pro- so that's probably the one I use, but like I have no way of actually knowing. <laughs> Express confidence in Cleveland sports. Ugh. fuck no, God. I was uh, like, I thought we should should beat the Steelers on Monday, and I was still fucking nervous going into that game, and then look what happened. First play of the game, pick six for the Steelers. Also, i like to point out that we went 11-4 last week on our picks. I think it's pretty good. Well, goddamn, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> uh, see if they know East Cleveland is a different city. <laughs> uh, Man, some of- speaking of East Cleveland, did you see the thing the other day about them beefing with the Metro Parks? What's beef? The, the fucking Metro Parks like declined to like absorb and take care of the park system over there or some shit. There was like accusations of misappropriation of money and shit. No, I, I am unaware. Huh. Uh to tell tell someone they live on the north side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they don't recognize pierogi. I don't oh. kind of recognize this particular pierogi myself. What's going on top of that? That's onions. Oh, that that's Jenka. Is that the, the, the brand? brand? That's I'm the one. Oh, yeah, that's like, the, the one. They come in the, in the like in the meat section, right? In the meat case. Yeah, they're, they're in like the the zip like the 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 vacuum seal bags. Yeah, yeah. At least I think that's what that is. <laughs> like it looks like Jenka to me. Only dressed for one season in fall. Oh, a lot for it. I get that because I do be waking up and be fifty-eight degrees. And by the time I go to bed, it's like eighty. So it's it's a wild time right now. Mispronounce Carnegie and not mention the East Side versus West Side within five minutes of meeting someone else from Cleveland. <laughs> Dick Goddard never heard of him. What? Not the God doesn't know what color lips all of our little chicks have. All the little chicks <laughs> in their crimson <laughs> lips. No Cleveland <laughs> box. Thinks that polkas are dots. Do we still have a lot of polka around here? Like, I know it was the hot shit when I was a kid. Like, my grandparents were, or at least my grandfather was into it. But, like, I'm not really hit to, like, polka festivals and stuff anymore. We we have one over here, over in the park over here every year. And, of course, my neighbor gets so excited for it because he's, of course, very Polish. And uh, he gets super excited when he he hears the, 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 the jam start to play in. 
and then they play and like it's like it's so wild to hear polka bands, you know, doing some traditional stuff, but also doing some like some stuff with a little panache, a little flair. Like, okay, I think they it's doing like, uh, I think they doing genuine over there on 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 accordion. They play a pony on accordion. I think Steve Urkel or Jaleel White did more for polka than anybody else ever <laughs> in the history of polka. Do the Urkel dance? Did, did uh, Urkel appropriate polka? <laughs> Oh my god. That was before appropriation. <laughs> Goulardi, what? Now let's and I'm not look, I'm aware of Goulardi, but I don't think I ever watched Goulardi, y'all. It was before I, think I, I saw it like one once or twice. Like there was because there was Son of Goulardi. Yeah. That mm. was that was on like fifty five or something. I know it was like sometimes it would come in like the Akron station every now and again, but I didn't always have a TV that got the Akron station. Yeah. But like I wasn't really into now that motherfucker, I know. <laughs> we actually we actually just brought him up at bowling like two weeks ago. I always knew Gallardi because that's a uh, part uh, P.T. Anderson's dad. Oh, so you were? Yep. When Blank- I was young, I didn't understand that Gallardi was just a local thing. I thought it was just like some weird horror, like regional thing that was like low budget that everybody got. Hey. Blank stare when you say in this voice, my name is Mark and you can count on it. <laughs> yeah, those commercials get, were the best. If you can't get credit in my store, you can't get credit anywhere. Yo, man, that dude, a treasure for the, for the, these people. I, I have never had a Polish boy. Yeah, and they put that shit out of the end of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the best way. <laughs> Ask them to pronounce uh, uh, Puchki and what is what it is and when what is Puchki Day. Which I literally is- had to tell someone how to pronounce that on Monday, like literally three days ago. <laughs> we were talking about this shit. And they're like, Paxki? And I'm like, you mean Punchki? <laughs> and then I was like, how fucking dare the, the Polish people to take donuts and try and rebrand them for themselves? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you know, you know, but I'll t- I'll share this little tidbit with you aliens. You uh, you actually get get these on uh, basically on Fat Tuesday, man, on the day before Ash Wednesday. That's uh, that's 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 when that goes down. Uh, but uh, I used to go swimming in Jaga Lake and say Jaga Lake. I did just say Jaga Lake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, you don't realize you're doing it until it's pointed out. They're like, oh shit, man! I miss Jaga Lake so much. A couple so weeks back, much. I, I watched one of those videos where the person's like walking through the park with the fucking body, like the chest cam, like the GoPro. Yeah, doing like like drone footage and shit, and like it breaks my heart. Like them walking through the old buildings over at the Sea World side and shit, and just seeing the disrepair and everything. Huh. <laughs> they discount drug mark and see if they, they sing the rest. I literally just I, I literally just told you I just got my drug mark card uh, of read up. So let me tell you, it's a that's a part of the area here. <laughs> Oh, rest in peace to this one. R.I.P. What's the Lido Lounge? Gone <laughs> too soon is what it is. Oh, hell yeah. Garfield. Say Garfield 1 and see if they finish it. Garfield Which, 1, two, three, two, three, two, three. Two, three. So, did y'all know what it meant when they said Garfield 1, 2, 3, 2, 3? No. How to dial that? Mm-mm. So, no. back in the day when, you know, you had to hit the operator up, you would say things like, Garfield one two three two three or whatever whatever Garfield they basically just take the first two letters and that's the first two letters of the phone number so Garfield in this case would be what is that uh, where's G on the phone <laughs> they don't even do that no more anymore 
G is four. So Garfield one, Garfield one will be four two one two three two three. That's what, that's what we that's how you would dial that, and that's old school. Like you know, back when you used to have to talk to your operator, operator, get me whatever. Get me Garfield one two so three two three. Why, why would they have a regular phone number then and a one eight hundred number? Why not just have the girlfriend? The eight hundred number, of course, came when we got to the time of eight hundred numbers. But back in the way back day, it was local, and we only had, you know, two one six Garfield one two three two three. But like, even the eight hundred number has four two one at the beginning of it. Like, the yeah. Gar- it's the same beginning as the Garfield one. Indeed, because they probably paid that money. It's actually two three zero two though, so you know not quite two. I know, I know the yeah. end's not the same, but no, but no, yeah. the four two one's the same. Yeah, because you just said GA is four two. Yep. So <laughs> it's a different time. Ask what their favorite Michael Stanley Band song is. Cannot pull Here a Michael Stanley Band song. Here we go again. It's the Cleveland Browns and his first band. <laughs> yeah, I only know him from PM Magazine. I ain't know his songs. Yeah, but I was at the record exchange not too long ago. And I see what he, they had like, like two or three of his albums. I'm like, I should just get one just to get it. This one's pretty funny. Eat Cincinnati chili and like it. We oh, don't do that up here. That ain't that ain't true. Don't know what we had. We had a couple up here at one point. Yeah, it's still <laughs> yeah, one, on still one in uh, Ridge Ridge uh, Ridge uh, Park, right? Yeah. It's there. I, did, I I've never had Cincinnati chili, and I've been told it's gross several times. Yeah, by, by by all that matters and all that care. Uh, like I said, there's a whole like Reddit component of this where people were just th- tossing stuff around, and uh, yeah, was, uh, that ain't that ain't our thing. I, I get tired of seeing like, oh, this man, this man, they sound salad is a is a Ohio thing. I'm like, not not, not up here. <laughs> nah, bro, it might be somewhere. Man, they salad. <laughs> I think they, it was it was like it was a sweet salad, and it had a bunch of like mayonnaise and fruit and shit in it. It's like we make this up in Ohio. I'm like, no, we don't. All right, so here's the here's the thing about the tree lawn. They don't know what a tree lawn is, and then the, some person responds says, "Still crazy to me." Just 40 minutes south, Akram called it. People call it a devil strip, and then somebody responds, "What the fuck is a devil strip?" <laughs> and then somebody responded, "The Thursday night special at the Lido." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a callback to, of course, the Lido's. Uh, that one's just uh, that one just made me laugh. Like I said, all, all these links for you showed us. You can check it out, man. Get you some Cleveland uh, experience under your belt under your, and in your knowledge. This one I talked to Aunt about because it just, like I said, it's, it was crazy to me that literally this story is from the 14th. So we were we were recording on the day this story went up, and I think we discussed it on that show. Cake smashing. Uh, this is from BuzzFeed. Uh, Michaela Bramwell's on the violin. I told him if he ever did that, said something like that to me, I'd leave him. This 27-year-old bride dubbed her new husband for smashing cake, wedding cake in her face after she explicitly told him not to. This is not the same story. This is a different story. Uh, of course, you know, we know that uh, this is a, tr- a tradition that originated from the ancient Romans. You know, we talked about that last time, but this story starts now in 2023. The, tra- the tradition has spiraled into borderline assault. It's TikTok videos of grooms throwing entire cakes at their brides and ruining their weddings are trending. Online users have even identified wedding cake throwing as an indicator that the marriage won't likely survive. Likely won't survive. Who said that shit first? 
years ago. <laughs> I've been said that shit. And in fact, if you're a long-term listener, you know I've been said that shit. And in fact, I just said it very recently. And that's exactly what the case when it comes to this story told by a woman, mindless charge 5996, who sought advice from strangers in the Am I the Asshole subreddit. Now, what I want you to know is she did not seek fucking help from the proper Am I the Asshole that we get our shit from. She went to the whack one that's just A-I-T-A. It's the fake one. But we'll we'll forgive her for that. Uh, I, 27, and my husband, 29, have been together for three years. In those three years, I've never known him to be selfish. Occasionally immature, yes, but but even that was rare. These problems arose when those stupid cake-smashing videos got popular and my husband thought they were hilarious. I've never thought they were funny, and he knows that. Yet he always showing me the videos of those poor wives getting the happiest day of their lives ruined by their asshole partner for some cheap laughs. He knows I have a history with cake smashing. This person has a history with cake smashing. My, my guys, my family does the cake smashing thing. I remembered it was my 17th birthday and I pleaded with my mom not to do it. She promised and I trusted her. I had my hair and makeup done up all nice and was um, as right as I blew out my candles. My mom pushed my head into the cake and one and one of the decorations on the cake ended up slicing my forehead. Oh, wow. Not enough to go to the hospital, but enough for some substantial bleeding. My birthday was ruined. And after that, I wouldn't come out of my room. My mom still calls me a brat for that. I told him if he ever did something like that to me, I'd leave him. He started laughing, but I was being for real, though he though he really was not taking me seriously. Now skip to a few days ago when my wedding happened. Everything was perfect. I was happy. He was happy. I was excited for our new lives as newlyweds. I felt like a princess in my poofy white dress and done up with done up done up hair with perfect makeup. All very expensive things I would like to mention. We get the cake cutting part, and as I as I turn to him, he scoops up a huge chunk of cake for our chunk of our wedding cake and smashes it all over my face. Everything just seemed to go in slow motion for a few moments. He's just laughing at me. And then he says, you should see your face and continues to laugh. Other people in the crowd, mostly my family, is also laughing at me. Then I just start walking away. He realizes that I'm leaving and he tries to catch up with me and says I'm being extra. I push him away and order an Uber. As I got outside, most of the crowd is following me, telling me to come back. I get in the Uber and drive away. I drove to our apartment and packed most of my things and went to stay at a hotel. I currently am staying at a friend's house. My family and his family have been blowing up my phone saying I'm being childish and my husband is a good man and it was just a joke. My husband has been calling me off the hook, telling me to please come home and that he wants to talk, that he's sorry and didn't think I'd get that emotional. This was the, this is supposed to be the happiest day of our lives and he's embarrassed and he's embarrassed me in front of everyone for some prank that he knew I hated. Not only that, he ruined a $500 cake. He ruined my makeup and my hair and the top of my dress. The cake got all over it. Though I still do love him, I'm wondering if it's really just too hard for him. That seems to be everyone else's opinion. So am I the asshole? After reading through the post, several users agreed that the woman was obviously not the asshole and was right to leave to leave a relationship where she was clearly not respected. It's not really about the cake. It's about mutual respect. He didn't respect her wishes, he thought his opinions was all that mattered. The cake smashing things worked if both parties know that the person will be okay with it. 
it obviously doesn't work if either of them is not okay with it. It's not rightfully relationship ending if one partner knows that the other is not okay. And, and it's rightfully relationship ending if one partner knows that the other is not okay with it and does it anyway. Emphasizing that point, another user argued that the incident was a blessing in disguise. The cake was inadvertently a gift given to her, given, given it got her away from this abusive monster. Other users pointed out that Myla's charge 5996 mistreatment by her family during childhood played a big part in her inability to spot red flags in her relationship. The stuff from her mom is so illuminating. No wonder she doesn't see the red flag on this guy she's been living with, the red flags her whole life. Oh, wow. And finally, uh, user Reality29 pointed out that the smash cake tradition can be a strong indicator of a toxic relationship, writing, yeah, I saw a wedding photographer's TikTok video where they said the couple that couple couples were on couples were where one smash cake on the other spouse's face without previously agreeing on it almost always got divorced within a couple of years. Now, mind you, I got divorced after 13 years, but I got divorced nonetheless. <laughs> uh, Dan's sister, not to put it out. I mean, we talked about it before. Yeah, she got divorced. Was it a couple of years? She said it's a couple of years or did they go for a little longer? No, it was it was it was a quick turnaround. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought as much. So, couple of years, uh, you know, that 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 that's more, some some factual shit to that. And uh, of course, like I said, I have the actual M of the asshole. Oh, wait a minute, do I have the M of the asshole? Boom, pardon, let me click back. Um, <laughs> the lady just said she wanted to update people on a few things because the the original post got taken down. I haven't gotten my stuff from my ex yet. I just haven't had the energy to because I'm still extremely upset, obviously. From the videos online, the comments I received on my original post and also the comments, I looked at one repost of my post. It kind of made me think that they that there probably was a lot of red flags and I was just used to being abused. So the bare minimum was enough for me. After speaking about it with my friend, she said that he definitely had a lot of red flags and even she told me I sh I should stay far away from dating until I get some help because I was obviously not seeing the red flags in front of me. I'm not going to go into it, but sometimes I have to cook two, two dinners for my my ex because he didn't like everything I made. His mm -hmm. mom apparently didn't get him used to used to vegetables, so he won't eat them. Or making fun of my cramps on my period. That's some what that's some of what I was referring to when I said immature. Some texting me, someone texting me saying. If I was sure he that he if I was sure that he cheated on me, what man? I, I wish I had that data point. No, I'm not sure at this moment. I just felt it just felt like it made sense because of how horrible he was being. Okay, I don't know the rest of that story, and I'm gonna re, I'm not gonna read you the rest of this because that's some shit that probably was in the first one, and now I'm sorry I don't know about it, so I can't go back to you because that story is gone. But uh, I just found it wild that we were just talking about it, and the same day we was talking about it, it came up again. And just, I'm just, I'm just going to repeat to you. Don't, unless, unless y'all have come to previous terms, like, oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to, I can't wait to get married and smash cake in each other's face. And everybody's laughing and says, oh, that'd be so fun. Cool. Everybody's on the same page. But if not, don't do it. Just feed each other a nice bite. Have a good time. Give each other a little smooch and keep motherfucking moving. Cake is expensive. Don't waste your money. Don't waste the cake. Do it. Do don't it. waste your marriage. Do a pin, a pin to tell on the donkey or something on the wall. Yeah, it's so many other things you can do that's a good time to be had at a wedding. For real, for real. 
don't don't go about don't go making your partner look foolish. It's so simple in so many aspects. Excuse me. Don't do that. In the words <laughs> of Tori McClure, now that you know, don't do it. <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. For sure, for sure. Well, that is this week's uh, news and, and, and whatever, you know what I'm saying, news-based events that I share. Uh, I, I, give and go, man, over to Aunt, Aunt, uh What's the a good word? Uh, we talking about what we talking about, or you got some other things? I got some other stuff. We, I right, guess go we'll say that part for entertainment. But like I said, I'll keep it brief because no, we love entertaining, but we do have to get rest. So <laughs> um, today was um, to some in some places. I don't. I mean, hey, I don't really uh, talk to a whole bunch of people about anything. So all I know is here is called and some places dad donut with dad or walk yeah. the kid to school day was today patience with parents is what they call it in some places pastry with parents because because some people don't got dads some people don't get but it but it's for it, so that 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 well, that's part of the whole thing so not to, okay today was the day that kids are supposed to walk with their dads to school but I take my kids to school every single day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> so, so did I, too. So I am with you. <laughs> every, every single day, unless I got, like, something that's, like, holding me back. Like, I'm on a, I'm doing something with these guys somewhere. but Or, like, if I'm sick, every day, I take my kids to school. Um, So, I don't... I never feel the need. I don't... Every year... I don't want to do dads, donuts with dads. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Because first of all, my kids only want to go like, they're going to, so I don't, I don't, I don't really like it. I think it's kind of condescending a little bit because, um, man, the way that they act, it, I, it just don't sit right with me. But today I just thought to myself, like, I need to check my privilege. Like, yes, I take my kids to school every day. Yes, I help my kids with their homework every almost every day because I'm I'm with my partner and she, I mean she 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 does her. She, we're parents. At the end of the day, yeah. Like she helps with homework, I help with homework. Um, but I had to be like I had to like rethink it today because, like. Like first of all, my, my youngest son, like I, I usually I usually make breakfast every morning. One of us makes breakfast. I mean, I'm not gonna be like I I do it most of the time because I do most of the cooking. So um my my kids didn't like that to begin with. Like, man, we don't get breakfast and we gotta go to school early. I'm like <laughs> I was like, they're going I was like, I don't wanna know if they're or if they're gonna have donuts or danishes, but they're gonna be refreshments there. My youngest son was like, what the fuck is a Danish? What is a Danish? I want a donut. Are there going to be donuts there or not? Because you're not giving me <laughs> breakfast. So what's going to be there? So we get in the car. We get to the we get to the school. My youngest son don't want to get out the car. He like, what is it going to be there? Is it going to be donuts or not? I'm like, they're going to be refreshments. So we get there. We're a little late. 
We're walking up. You know, they're going through the whole spiel. Like, hey, can we can we take your picture? I'm like, I, I really don't want to take a picture, but I took it anyway. We get in. Like, all the dads are sitting on the bleachers with their kids and stuff. I'm like, look, if we stand over here in the corner and don't get on the bleachers, we can leave and go get the donuts and then, like, get this get this stuff over with. My youngest son, like, man, bleachers are cool as fuck. What are you doing? I don't want to stand over here in the corner like a bum. <laughs> Let's get on the bleachers. I'm like, no, no man, we, we going to stand right here. We get out, we can get out, go get donuts, and then we'll, we could be, we could just like just get out of here. So, you know, they talk about like, oh yeah, we got all these programs and stuff, and we could do this for your dads. And for, and for and for years now, I've been thinking about like starting a nonprofit organization for for dad. Because I do feel like I don't feel like dads get enough credit. I always said, like, um, man, Father's Day is in June when school's already out. So Father's Day isn't isn't promoted as much as other holidays. But I, I do feel like even starting with school, like, like basic skills aren't for life aren't taught in school anymore. Like how to tie a tie. I mean, I know people ain't wearing ties as much, but still. let me. T- I'm telling you right now, the number of Xander's friends, and now at this point, even some of Lee's friends that I, that I have personally taught to tie a tie, it, it is it is more than you would even think. It, 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 whatever you know, what I'm saying. So it, you are you are not wrong. My mama taught me how to tie a tie. You know, what I'm saying so. Even that, that, that that's that's Andy Pearl passing on her wisdom to me to pass on to these other gentlemen. And so I'm with you on that. I hear that, bro. So, I mean, that's been a thought. So I kind of feel like what I didn't like about what I don't like about the initiative is like the people who are relaying the message and how they relay it. Like, and like I said, this is why I thought I had to like really take a step back and stop feeling so um offended by it. yeah yes there's some useful information there but i just kind of feel like you got to give the dads that do show up some credit and the dads that don't show up they're not showing up because they don't want to be there for their kids it's because it could be a number of different reasons so yeah. just like harsh mellow do <laughs> like stop cuz like you get there and like I said, to me, it just seems. What's the what? What word am I searching for? Like, like I said, condescending is the best way I can say it. Like, I just kind of feel like, um, like I said, I had. So this is what what changed it around for me. Well, I was already thinking about it, but like, so I was. I had dropped my kids off, walked them to the door. Like, we went around, like, because it was in the high school, and we walked to the to the, to the the grade school. And this one dad stopped me, like, hey, man, can you take a picture? So I took a picture of him. 
and like the little like his daughter didn't want to take the picture and it that's when it really really hit me like i i did know them but obviously this guy doesn't get to spend as much time as he probably wants with his daughter yeah. She didn't. She didn't even really want to. Sit. She was kind of shying away from the picture. This was like a moment that this guy probably doesn't get to have as much as I get to have every single day. Like where my kids, if, if I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, my kids take pictures. Like I, I'm not in the picture, but they take pictures every day before school, almost every day. And it just hit me like, damn, you need to you need to chill out with this, man. Like, you're not as lucky. You are way luckier than some of these other dads. Like, your situation that you're in, where you get to see your kids every day, you get to be a major part of their life every day, and like, every dad don't got that. Like, I, of course, I hear like horror stories about. Oh, she put me on child support for this, and like I can't see my kids because me and her aren't together. And I hope that's never my story. And I feel bad for the dads that are out there that they have to put up with that kind of stuff. So I need to do a better job at, I guess, like seeing the other side of it. But it, I realized that today. I definitely thought that's. I don't. I mean, I don't know much. It's so not so much. It's dope, but I think it's. It's. I think it always is okay or interesting when you gain perspective in life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and grow a little bit and be like, oh shit. I, I also when you when you recognize like, yo, I am a not so much a lucky man, but a a, a man who is who is who is doing okay in this life. And not all men have, have, have had it that way and or, or had it, you know, in, in, in that, I don't want to say that easy, but, you know what I'm saying, have not been so so lucky, I guess. I will, I guess we'll just go with that turn of phrase because it seems to fit the bill better. And it's okay to recognize what's good in your life and understand what's not so great in their life and, and have a little empathy for them. You know what I'm saying? A little sympathy, a little sympathy for their, for their, uh, wherever reasons. And like I said, he may not always get the pictures with the, his daughter, but he got one today. Yeah, and that and that happened because of you. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 pretty dope to me, man. So I don't know. I, I know I know it, it. It has a like a damn kind of situation, kind of sad, but it's also kind of a little bit of all right. You know what I'm saying? You made that dude's. You might have made that dude's like muff on the real because he got a dope picture with him and his kid at school. Something that I don't, may, may not normally have in this life. And I think that's pretty fucking, that's pretty solid, man. Yeah. So, yeah, dad life, bro. You know, you know. I, I walk my kids to school every damn day, but I still went to patience with parents. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was, like I said, donuts with dads, Muffin Woods moms, and, and so forth and so on. And and I just, it just was always one of those things I made a point to do and uh, was always glad for it. Like I said, that. that it's so many pictures that'll pop in my phone from from back in the day, and I had to chuckle whenever I see him like that. Like, ah, look at that when they were little bitties. Yeah. Xander about to be twenty this year. That's <laughs> wild when you think about that. Yeah. Also, that means uh, the black album is gonna be twenty this year, so that's also wild to me. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because like um, me and my partner were laughing about it in the car 
And like uh, my my oldest son was like, these donuts. Like Emory wanted another one, <laughs> but Anthony was like, man, I don't want no one of these sticky. Can you give me a napkin if I can hold this donut? Because like. They're my bought some Dunkin' Donuts the other day, but like if we see the if we see the hot sign, we stop. We usually stop, so we know good donuts. You done taught your children quality, <laughs> and and it's both it's both brilliant and dangerous. AM, you know what I'm saying? They gonna, because, because they always gonna be like people gonna be like, why his kids always got a got a, got a little got a little nose turned up because your shit's whack and they know it. It's fun. It's funny. So, um, usually at Krispy Kreme, um, on Fridays they make apple fritters, but since fall is approaching, um, uh, it's like a, it's in a regular rotation. Right. And I tried one the other day. I got it, and it was absolutely perfect. It was, it was some apples in it. It had the right right amount of crispness to it, and I'm like. You know what? I'm gonna go get another one. So I went up the next day. It was fat. It wasn't good. It was dope. It was. It was just. You can't fly. Uh, you can't go. You can't go back home twice, buddy. Because I went the next day, and those uh, apple fritters were, were horrific. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you got you. You hit one, and, and it's in its perfect state, so you can know it. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like um, could you re- could you recognize it if you saw it? Yeah, that's the one. No, no, because like you said, because like, you had a bad one the next day. So like, did I knew it look that, right I knew it was did... bad when I looked at them the next day, but I was just like, the nigga got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I came, I came here like Denzel said, I'm leaving with something. I'm leaving with bruh. <laughs> oh my, God. that's hilarious that you say that. That'll come back up in entertainment as well. <laughs> So well, yeah, yeah, but if I think Anthony's still up because they don't have school tomorrow, um, but the place that makes the best apple fritters is Walmart. Yeah, you said that. Like they're not too thin, they're not too thick because people like you know they like like I said this time of year apple fritters are everywhere. But they want to make those fat ass ones where they can where they can get ten dollars for it or something like that. But I won't buy it because you can't fry a fat ass apple like that. <laughs> it, it's always doughy in the middle. You already got like a couple different consistencies in it. Like you got the apples, you got the like it's cobbled together already. It's not gonna cook evenly. Facts. All right, people, you've been you've been put on the game here. The best apple fritters could be at your local Walmart. And every now and again, Krispy Kreme might hit you with some golden. Be ready. Just 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 <laughs> hey, when when the lady grabbing one, say, hey, give me one of them thin ones. Don't give me one of those um chub rocks. Give me a CL smooth. And now you know, and knowing it's half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> Daniel, we pass it over to you, sir. Give us some story time for lunchbox. What's going on in your world? Uh, I have a couple avenues I could have taken this. One could have been frustration. 
One could be excitement. And because this episode's coming out the day after my birthday, I'm going to go with excitement. Oh, nice. Let's go. So, um, as Anthony is aware, I'm, I like thrifting. And um, every now and again, I'll like dabble a little bit on the eBay sales and whatnot. And I, I've had some stuff building up around the house that I had bought over the last few months, like at various times, like at flea markets and uh, like Goodwills, like just random places. And they, so, some people on YouTube call it a death pile. Um, so another guy like said that people shouldn't, I was watching a video like yesterday or the day before where he was saying that like, you shouldn't call it that you should call it a Q cause it cues more of like you're, you're going to get working in order rather than thinking of it was just a pile of shit that you're never like an overwhelming pile of shit. You're never going to get to there. And, um, so I took this, like, I've been busy a lot of weekends lately and I finally decided to take a weekend and, uh, start working on getting through some of the stuff that I had bought with the intention of reselling it. And so a couple weeks ago, I uh, had bought one of those photo boxes off of Amazon with like the led lights in it and stuff. Uh, It folds up and everything. So like you can pop it out. It has the box it plugs in has the lights already inside of it. So I was like taking better photos because a lot of my eBay photos before were just me like holding the fucking item, (laughs) trying to get like decent lighting with my cell phone and shit. But so a lot of them look weird. It's like like my hands all up in the photo and stuff, and uh, the, the, they'll come out looking dark and everything because like the wood on the floor, the background, and they just a lot of the pictures didn't look good. So I can see why like some people would go with something else over what like I posted. I actually have to go through my backlog of uh, old posts and kind of like take some stuff down, get rid of it. Like my plan was to go through and like all the action figures that have been listed for like over a year that haven't sold take them all down, put like one giant lot up. Hopefully I can move them all to somebody that wants them or something. Just kind of clear out the old stuff and, uh, you know, kind of like reinvigorate it. But, um, I spent last weekend, like fucking around with that photo box and going through some of the old materials. And I had like some toy bag, like this bag of toys that I had bought and at a Goodwill a couple weeks ago that I was telling you, I was telling you about when I went there, um, uh, the bag, like, I had saw some Pokemon toys in it, and it was like a giant, like, it was almost like someone took, like, a bag for, like, a comforter set uh-huh. and just filled it with, like, their kids' toys and donated it. Yeah. And then Goodwill, rather than, like, bagging it all up into little baggies or sorting it out or whatever, it's like they just, like, stapled the bag shut and then, like, put, like, a sticker on it for the whole bag. So it was, like, $4.97 for the whole bag. And uh, when I was like going through the Goodwill, and I like I saw like a couple of the Pokemon toys in there, I know how expensive Pokemon toys can be, like the like the ones from Target and shit. So I was like, all right, four dollars and ninety seven cents. There's got to be at least like five dollars worth of Pokemon toys in here, and then I'm like, I can figure out the rest, you know. It, so it's like I was like, it's a safe gamble. So I had like some stuff that I had bought in at the Hartville Flea Market back in like May that was just in a bag in my room on the floor that I hadn't gotten to. I had like some stuff on the table that I had bought, stuff I had gotten at the flea market like two weeks ago. Um, so I finally sat down, took two days, started going through this stuff. I did forty-five eBay listings in two days. Wow! Between between research, pictures, posting, and um, I made eight sales from like Saturday night to like Monday afternoon. That's great. And 
so um, I had to drop eight packages off at the post office yesterday. And um, the cool thing about that bag of toys was, like I said, I spent $4.97 on it. I have already made my money back off that like 12 times over. Huh. And, I, and I still have like $100 of or so of like listed inventory from that bag. I like the cool thing about this to me is like learning about stuff that you didn't know was popular. Okay. Like I had never heard of Littlest Pet Shop. Oh yeah. I I, I have, but okay. <laughs> well, I know about it now because there was a bunch there's a bunch of Littlest Pet Shop uh animals up in that bag. One of which I have listed right now for like $24. Yeah. Really? It was like so, so apparently they have a like a rarity. They kind of went the Beanie Baby model, yeah. Where like they only produce like so many of each animal, and like the rare ones only get like a print run of like three thousand or something, and they don't always like ship them to like everywhere in the world. Like they could send them to like one region apparently. So it's like if there's this like rare turtle, it only gets sent to the UK, but someone in Seattle, Washington wants it. They have to fucking go to the secondary market and pay up for this turtle or whatever, you know, that, that kind of deal. Like they're they're creating scarcity in the market for these things, but apparently, like there's they've been around for years, and the ones that were in this bag were from like between 2004 and 2006, so they were on the verge of being vintage. Oh, nice. this pet shop. So yeah, I found like the, the, I think I was like five or six rares in the bag that I listed individually. And then I had like 21 commons that I listed as a lot. So I put like the, the common ones only worth like a buck or two each. So I, I, I took the lot of 21 and I posted it for 40 bucks with offers on. Then somebody offered me 20 bucks within like 10 minutes. And I countered with 24. Cause like I was willing to take like a little over a dollar each, but like I wanted 24 plus shipping was the lowest I would go at that point. Cause I literally just posted it. Then someone offered me 10, like a different person, I I countered with them with twenty four. Then they offered me twelve, and I just declined and didn't make a counter offer because I was like, "You're just fucking with me. Get out of here." Yeah. Yeah. Then the person that originally offered me twenty that I countered with twenty four was like, like hadn't rejected it or countered. It was just like pending or whatever. Then someone came in and offered me thirty four, and I just snap took it. So I sold it for thirty four. The bat, all the Pokemon. There was like seven or eight Pokemon toys in there. I sold those for like 15 bucks. I sold like just one kitty cat from the littlest pet shop for like five bucks. Um, what I kind sold of, what a, condition are they in? Cause I thought the little, some of those little pet shops were like flocked and, you know, saying had a little, you know, stuff on them. So there were a couple of them that had like glitter on them and shit. Like the fishes had like little sequins and shit. Okay. So I didn't have any flocked ones there. There, there probably is. I wouldn't be surprised if there, if there was, but like none of the ones in this bag were flocked. Um, I found there was a five nights, a couple five nights at Freddy Funkos that were like open and whatever, like just loose. I sold one for 15 bucks. It was like Bonnie. It was like a purple rabbit or something. Yeah. Apparently it's retired now. So I, yeah, I got 15 bucks and I sold it to someone who lives downtown on East Ninth. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I could have driven it there myself. Um, uh, did I sell anything else out of that bag? Uh, well, so anyway, that, that bag was a honey hole because, like, like I said, there's still some little pet shop singles listed. There's like some Five Nights at Freddy stuff still listed, like an action figure, like the the chicken thing. There was like a 
Funko snap together figure in the bag that had all the pieces. So I listed that. There was um a Penguins of Madagascar Funko that got listed. There was like a um a play school, or I'm sorry, like a Playmobil little like kid from like 1993 that was worth like four bucks. Um, oh, there was a bunch of My Little Pony. Like I have an entire lot of My Little Pony listed right now. Um. There's like a couple of random things too, like some stuff that wasn't really worth anything. So I just bagged it back up and I'm not like going to redonate it back or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like I, I, I listed that stuff. I, I bought like an old vintage meat grinder <laughs> like or food, like, like a food slicer. It was like one of those metal ones where with all the pieces and the attachments, like you, you attach the crank to it and everything. Yeah. I bought it for three bucks. I sold it to someone in California. Um, I was like, I, I sold it within like an hour of listing it too. Like it had the box, the manual. It's from like the seventies. So do you, do you feel, um, do you feel that the new, the photo box and better quality images are helping the the whole situation out? Yeah, it makes it look like more presentable. The, you you get a better view of the items. Um, it makes my shit look more professional. Exactly, it's exactly the words I was about to use. <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was interesting learning how to like do all that. Um, I realized too that I wasn't really necessarily doing it exactly right because I didn't have the flap down. Yeah. I was just kind of taking pictures of it on the bottom of the box rather than bringing the vinyl curtain thing so that it was like covering like a L. Yeah. I just had it folded up off the back wall. I guess it doesn't really matter per se, but um, I could try doing that the, the next time I go through. Uh, but yeah, like I, I sold like the cabinet that I have in my dining room off of eBay last week. Um, and so, like, I'm waiting on the person to come get it. Like, I was talking to them in, like, a, like I'd never sold anything for local pickup only on eBay before. Mm-hmm. So I found out, like, basically you have to arrange pickup with them in, in, like, a chat box that's monitored by eBay. Yeah. And then, like, when they come get it, apparently they're going to have, like, some kind of code or something that, like, I'm, I'm going to have to scan or something to verify that they came to get it. Um. But like I was talking to them a little bit, and they they were said that they were thinking about like early October if that was okay, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm in no hurry. Like, you know, it's not like it has to be out of here like today or whatever. I but like, uh, I like between, that, that's in a monitored like chat. That way, it can never be like said like oh, some bullshit. You know, like, he never tried to give me the package or whatever. Like, bro, it's in a monitored box. They know what the deal is. You know what the deal is. Don't be on some bullshit. I think it's partially that, and partially eBay's trying to make sure that like. We don't pull some shit where like they buy it from me on eBay and then we message each other or work out something on the side because eBay literally says in that box, like, don't be fucking around trying to play with our money because we're <laughs> reading this shit. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll fucking cancel both of you if you try to do some 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 shit to cut us out of this. And um, so like they want they beak wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. They ain't fucking around. Well, they took like like a hundred hundred bucks off off the sale of that fucking piece of furniture, almost. So yeah, their their beaks getting plenty wet for the being a facilitator. Uh, but yeah, so like, I still have some stuff listed that I you know put up on the weekend. Um, but like, I've really I, I've kind of like I'm enjoying it as like a nice little side hustle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm going to the flea markets this weekend with my buddy. Um. He he does reselling stuff too. Like he was show. We were talking to something about last night because I bought some marbles at the flea market <laughs> when I went with him that day. It's like a little five dollar bag of marbles. So I could so I could try and expand my knowledge base a little bit. I actually yeah. bought a bag of marbles today too. Um, 
marbles are difficult. Like I, I was learning about them, like the different patterns and the styles and stuff. and stuff like that. But it's like I don't know the fucking brands, and it's hard. Like if you don't know marbles, to look at a marble and be able to tell what it is or who made it, because it's not like they don't have fucking copyrights on them. There's no manufacturer. They're just a piece of glass. So it's like you have to know by the style and stuff. And I am no way, shape, or form a marble expert. So it's like it, I was doing. Re- I, I spent like an hour the other day reading about marbles, and um, it's kind of interesting in that like you have to expand your knowledge base unless you want to like specialize in one certain type of like reselling, which is fine if that's what you, your your intentions are and you you have the ability to do that. But like, I like being able to go into a thrift store and like walk around to all the different aisles and maybe like know like things that I'm looking at, you know. Like, yeah. like I found like a vintage Buzz Lightyear today in the toy section at the one Goodwill I went to, and I knew that it was worth something. Um, if it had been in better shape, I may have bought it because I. But like, I sold one like you know a couple months back because I sold mine from when I was a kid, so I knew what it was. I knew like that it had value. I knew people like sought after it. But this one was like four bucks. None of the buttons on it were working, but the batteries probably needed to be replaced if they weren't already corroded inside. And I would have taken a chance on it, but it was in really rough shape as far as the scuffing and, and the, the, the helmet bubble and everything. And they wanted like almost five bucks for it, and it's only worth about 20. So it would have been a gamble on if any of the buttons actually worked. And so I left it behind. It wasn't worth the time and effort to try and maybe make 10 bucks or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's some of the stuff I've been learning too. Like I, I've been watching like some YouTube channels about people who like talk more about like the business fundamentals of this kind of stuff. And so there's like certain principles they think that you should try to adhere to, like if you're trying to make this quote unquote a business. And so that's like kind of some of the mentality that I've been trying to learn that like not everything is worth the time and effort, like buying a stuffed animal for a dollar that it's only worth $4 it's not really like a good, you know, ROI on your time. So yeah. it's like, just leave it behind. You know, like you don't have to try and squeeze out every nickel. Sometimes it's better just like look for something better. It's a little harder in our market. Cause well, it's not like we live in like a rich area per se. So you gotta, you know, I have to expand my horizon a bit. Like maybe next, like garage sale season is going to be dying down here shortly. And I didn't go to any this year which is something I'm kind of mad at myself about because it was something I wanted to do. Yeah. But I also was going through a lot this year that, you know, I've been working through. So I'm going to try and take, like be a little forgiving towards myself for that. But um, I've, I'm enjoying it. Like, like my, like I said, my buddy does reselling stuff. Like he was showing me pictures last night and I, I mentioned it and then got off topic um, of like uh, a sale that he did last week where he, he had all these lights, like, cause I was with him uh, when he bought some of the stuff. It was like party lights and neon signs and stuff. And he was showing me his tables at the beginning of the event. And then like his tables at the end were like fucking desolate. He sold so much shit. He sold, said he sold a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff. So he like, he, then he only paid like 500 for most of it is what he was telling me. So he, he profited a couple grand. Um, and so like, he's someone that I've been starting to talk to a little bit about some of this stuff. Um, so I have kind of like, uh, Someone that's like interested in it too, that I could kind of bounce ideas off of and share success stories with, and yeah. like wants to go to the flea markets and stuff, you know. So I feel like we need to head up to Maine 
Because the stuff Seth makes me coming up on <laughs> be ridiculous. And I mean, you're saying it's and it's not it's it's it's, it's not because it's it's kind of the vein of what you're saying. The area that he he hits up is basically they got they got money. You know what I'm saying? And because that's they how have, I found those toys. Yeah, I drove 45 minutes away to the east side, kind of in the area where Anthony lives, to the Goodwill where the people that live in that area have money to go. And so, yeah, so like you know, things over there were a little more forgiving on the wallet with a little more value to them. Yep. Whereas, like, I went to the Goodwills over by me today, and it's not as you know nice of an area. So the things were a little more expensive because that Goodwill's trying to milk every last fucking nickel. And then the things like weren't really like resell quality. Yeah. So plus I just you know, I wouldn't mind going back to Maine. It was a real it was a real fun time there. It's a hell of a drive, I'll tell you that one, man. You wouldn't think, but it just is, man. It's so much further away than you think it is. But uh oof. Yeah, I've never been there. Um it's really and it's, it, it's something that I've started doing like on travels too. Like uh we didn't really do it much like when we were up in Michigan together. Well, when I went like that, you know, a couple weeks later or wherever it was, I spent like that whole Sunday thrifting. Yeah. I went, I went to a Goodwill. I went to a couple like local thrift places. Um, it's just, it's something that I really enjoy. Like, do you thrift? It's something me and my grandmother did when I was a kid. Oh, well, see, there you go. That, that, that already kind of answered the question. I was about to ask, do you thrift just for potential sales? Do you thrift off sometimes just for, you know, let's go see what's out there. You know what I'm saying? Look. My grandmother loved it. Like we would go to Unique Thrift all the time. She was so excited when I told her that there was a second Unique Thrift, because <laughs> um, like there was one over at um, what was that mall called? Anthony knows. Uh, know it. Uh, it was Garfield where the Park. Uh, no, it was over um, where the like behind where the uh, Old Country Buffet used to be. Yeah, um, off of like Northfield. Um, Ted Knight had the commercial for it. Uh, was it Southgate? Southgate, U- Southgate USA. Yeah, it was. It was. It was behind the Southgate Mall, like next to where they had the uh, exchange, and um, it was like there was like a bowling alley on the other side of the building alley, or something like it was that. The Dunhams, the Dunhams. Used to, yeah, it used to be a Kitty City back in the Mr. day. Mr. Chicken was or over Chil- there. Chil- Children's Palace. <laughs> but yeah, we used to go over there, and like we go to the thrift store, we go to Hills, we go to Target, we go to Arby's, we go to Pizza Hut. Like, you know, we go to Old Country Fair, we go to the Kmart. Like, and I remember when, like, they built the Super Kmart over there. You know, that was that was her jam. Um, every now and again, we go to, like, Petland and, like, look at, like, the cats and stuff. And, like, I remember, like, going to the thrift stores and, like, being excited to try and find, like, the Jurassic Park McDonald's cups or try and find old comic books or some sort of cool toy. Or, like, my grandmother loved buying, like, used comforters, like, you know, that was where a lot of my clothes came from back in the day. Um, so it was like I grew up thrifting. You know, I didn't think I didn't look down upon it or anything. It was just like a place to me where you'd go to try and try and find treasure. Like you never knew what they were going to have, you know? Yeah. And so like now as I'm older, it's kind of like bringing back a piece of my childhood. But like I also get to make money sometimes out of it. But I don't, I don't always buy just stuff to resell. Like when I went to that flea market a couple weeks ago, I bought Goosebumps books for myself to keep. Um, I found a Cavs 2016 NBA champions hat that I had never gotten to get when they actually won the championship. Now I have one of those hats. I got it for five bucks. Nice. Uh, um, yeah. So it's like, I, some, I, I, she said a lot of times I end up buying shit for other people 
Like I'll, I'll find something and I'll t like I'll send a picture like, hey, do you need this? Like I have ten dollars worth of shit that I bought for my buddy. I have a Browns glass, a couple of plastic Browns cups, two seasons of Adventures of Superman from the fifties, like DVD sets that I got him, and a, a light up Browns hat. Nice. <laughs> so it's like I always have buying shit for other people. Like I buy find stuff for myself. I stuff. It's just, and I had a weird experience a couple of weeks ago. I went to the Value World that opened up over in North Olmstead. They closed over here in Parma. Mm -hmm. And so that I, I went and walked around in there for a while. I found the hat that my buddy won. Like I could have like tried to resell it. It wasn't there was like one listed on eBay, but like no sales. It was like four dollars. It was like a new era cap with the Browns dog logo on the front. And it had like LED lights on the inside. And when you flip the switch, it sent like lights around the dog. So it's like a light up hat. <laughs> nice. And I went to the register, and there was, like, this teenage girl. <clears throat> she was sitting on the counter picking her nose. Ugh. Or, like, like, doing the whole scratch kind of thing, you know? And I walk up behind her because she's sitting on the counter. Like, she's clearly, like, someone who's at her first job. Supervisor's not really, like, explaining to her that you shouldn't be sitting on the counter, like, scratching your nose in the middle of the store when customers are around. So I walk up behind her and I'm standing there. She doesn't like it takes like 15 seconds for her to realize that I'm behind her wanting to check out. Yeah. She hops off the counter after I've been watching her scratch her nose, you know, and then like she's like staring at me judgingly and she's like looking at me with the hat. She rings it up and then she goes and says to me. I want you to know, because like I, I go to, I hand her a twenty dollar bill, and she goes, "I want you to know, I'm judging you right now." <laughs> and I looked her dead in the eyes. I don't keep in mind this is like a teenage girl. She could have been like more than like sixteen tops. Awesome. Tops. You wouldn't go. You wouldn't go cock the hammer and blast on her, cause. Oh, I, I I looked her dead in the eyes and I said, "That's fine." Because I'm judging you very much right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> she had, like, she had the braces where her teeth, like, her mouth was all jacked up with gunk. And, like, she, like, I was just, like, not that and I'm not knocking someone who's, like, a kid who's fixing their shit. All I'm saying is, if you got the jacked up mouth and you're sitting on the, the counter in the middle of the store picking your nose in front of customers... Don't hop off the fucking counter and tell the customer that you're judging them. That, that's not some shit that you want to invite in your life. That sounds like an episode Especially of when you when you do it to me. And like I, I sometimes I live by that like motto of like fuck them kids. Like if you're gonna like say some off wall shit to me, I'm not about to be like, Oh, I'll be the bigger person, I'm the adult. No, like you're about to catch this fury. You got a job, you're old enough to fucking get this verbal baggage. Not to say that I'm going in there openly looking to fucking like dunk on teenagers, but like you ain't about to say some off the cuff shit to me and think shit sweet for 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 show. I like I like that you had to had to had to had to clip that at the dog. Like hold on, little 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 person. Yeah, watch my mouth. That's growth. <laughs> yeah. It was just like the most fucking. It, it was like some shit that you would find in like a fucking murder movie or some shit. Like she had like weird serial killer vibes about her in a way almost because uh -huh. she didn't like just like say it like 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 matter of fact she said it in a way that was just like if we were outside I'd right now I'd fucking kill you like almost like kind of like that and I'm just like what the fuck 
this energy I'm getting from you is very like you like murder rabbits in your free time type shit. I'm like, just just give me my change. I get the fuck out of here with this hat. For sure. <laughs> I drove by there today and I was like, do I go back in? I oh, know I kept going. Well, I, Holy I, smokes. I, I don't think you should let that creepy girl uh, hold you back, Dan. Well, it wasn't just that, though. It was like I walked through the whole place that night and like I only found the one thing that I didn't even end up keeping. It's for somebody else. So, like, I was like, I'll just go up the street and go to the Goodwill instead. And then I went to the Goodwill and I bought two cups for my buddy and I bought myself a Beanie Baby that I might try and resell. I got to watch that Beanie they had, Baby like, a movie. Tough- I watched it a couple weeks ago. Like I know I was telling you about it. And so that's why, like, when I was in the toy aisle there, they had a tub of, like, uh, like a Rubbermaid container of, like, Beanie Babies. So I sipped in through, just, you know, seeing what was in there. And I just searched Beanie Babies on eBay. And one of the ones that was in the tub just had some recent sales for, like, six, seven, eight bucks. And so, like, they had one in, in the bin, and it was, like, a dollar. So I was like, all right, I'll buy this for a dollar. And I know it kind of goes against what I was just saying about, like, buying shit for a dollar that doesn't have, like, a big resale, but, like, it was kind of like more of like us buying it for a dollar to almost remind myself to look into Beanie Babies. Because this is, this is one of those things where, like, I don't think Beanie Babies have, like, a tremendous value. I know some of them that for people who are still, like, really into Beanie Babies, like the older ones with, like, with, like, defects and all that kind of shit maybe have a little, like, nostalgic value, so they have a little bit of a premium to them. But it was more of a, like, that movie, I feel would have a little bit of a catalyst to kind of get like some of the nostalgia buys where it's like people like me were like, Oh God, I remember having the princess Diana bear. I want one of those to have again, you know? So they hop up on eBay and they buy one for five, six, seven bucks, you know, where like they've been in the flea market bins for a dollar for all these years. That's more of what I was like, all right, this is a dollar reminder to look up beanie babies to see if like there's any beanie babies that are like moving out in these streets right now because of this movie. Now, granted, I haven't had a chance to do that yet because I just bought the damn thing this afternoon and I've, <laughs> I haven't felt well since I got home. But I have it on the coffee table to remind myself to do that. Fair. Well, as we uh, wrap up the uh, the last week of your uh, 37th uh, go around this old son, what are your uh, what are your thoughts going into this uh, birthday week? I have no expectations, really. I mean, um, yeah, it's been a tough year. Not gonna lie, uh, but it's been a tough, t- tough couple for sure. My mid, th- my mid thirties have kind of sucked. Not gonna lie, <laughs> um, but you know, like, you know, hopefully things are uh, coming around. Like, uh, you know, working on improving my health here. Like, I have my ups and downs. Like, some weeks I'm on it and I, I get my walking in, and some weeks like I don't, and so it's like it's it's a I had to remember that it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, yeah. and that like um, I can't go like foot to the the floor, like get pedal to the floor, like all the time because like I'm gonna burn out and I'm gonna get stressed out and my anxiety is gonna raise. So I gotta go at my own pace, just try to make better decisions, um, you know. And and good things will hopefully come. Uh, definitely feel like I'm getting older, um, you know, like. Uh, Fucking Blink One Eighty Two released like a nostalgia song today, and I'm just like, God damn, man, we are getting old. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm getting to that age where like I don't know who a lot of like new celebrities are, and like I don't care anymore. And uh, 
I feel like the terminology of the world shifting where it's not ours anymore. Like the, our lingo is the old people lingo now. And you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, uh, our time is, it's like that, um, meme from Malcolm in the middle where Dewey's on the basketball court, like rim. And it's like, the future is now old man. (laughs) (laughs) So something I find hilarious is that oftentimes as of late, our slang has just come back around and it's being kind of kind of used right and kind of misused. And I just mean, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to chuckle. I sent the, uh, I sent the Gabe a post on, uh, IG the other day. There's basically like a, somebody on Fox news complaining. They didn't understand the, the, the children's slang. And, uh, I was like, cause he got young kids. I was like, you know all these, right? And he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I know all these just by you know, just just by context clues." That's right. I'm gonna give you. His. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a list of these and uh, and and, and, and teen slang that confuses adults, according to a Fox News piece <laughs> that they describe as loony lingo. And these are the words that confuse parents, apparently. Bet, which we just had a discussion on. Thus. Which we was definitely saying when I was young. Just and, and the fact that it's come back around makes me go, okay, well, hey, good to know yeah, sus it, is still out there. Emory caught me sus yesterday. Is Bet's new? I thought Bet's been around forever. It has been. That's my point. The fact that these people think this is new and they think it's confusing is so wild. But again, it is Fox News, so they they're talking to a specific uh, branch of people in most situations. Mid. They, they, they don't seem to understand mid-fire. And, of course, that this, this wraps with drip. They don't understand drip. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being too hard on myself because I understand all that. My exact point. You Most of that stuff is just self-explanatory, though. It, it, it is, but that's most of what slang mm. is anyway. Riz... I, mean, I don't know if drip is self-explanatory. Yeah, that might be the only thing that's not self-explanatory on that whole list. Uh, hey, Riz, uh, once I understood what they had done. Charisma. It's basically like soccer. Soccer is actually a shortening of association football. It's English slang, so it's always into being some weird rhyming, cocky rhyming situation to it. <laughs> But that's how they got to the word soccer. The English invented soccer, even though they bitch about us calling football soccer. They came with the word. We didn't. So we just call it what they what they told us to call it. But I'm saying it's like th- those things. Like, so, so, you know, Riz being short for charisma. Like, oh, okay, yeah, you can put that two and two together. Yeah. You know? See, I knew what Riz was, but I didn't know it was short for charisma. Yeah. I mean, but then you think about it, it's like if you knew what Riz was. Yeah, pretty- I mean, now that you explain it, I go, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just thought it was, like, you know, like, I guess charisma would be the perfect fucking word to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one in one. So they walk together. So don't uh, don't get too hard on yourself, sir. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We, we still speak with criminal slang. You, know what I'm you may not be hip to the newest whatevers, but, hey. That 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 just means you know you know Blink One Eighty Two got some new shit dropping tomorrow or any moment now. I have not done our albums work anymore, so <laughs> that could be tonight for all I know or uh, next week. So 
that 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 is what's up. Uh, I really got nothing to talk, talk to y'all about that that won't be uh, discussed here in uh, uh, entertainment in the rest of the show. So, of course, why don't we just head to the mean streets of uh, uh, of Reddit and get some amateur assholes on and crack in? Got you three this week. Uh, here they are. You can tell which one you want to start with. Would I be the asshole if I told my wife we don't make enough money for her to be a stay-at-home mom? Am I the asshole? I washed my husband's key fob. Oh, no. Am I the asshole for saying my dad failed me by moving too fast after my mom died? I feel like the first one was easy, like easily by the, 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 the description. The second one would only be if they did it intentionally. And the third one is the one that I'm most open to having to figure out. Then let us start with that first, that last one in, in reading as the first one we do here first. Am I the asshole for saying my dad failed me by moving too fast after my mom died? I was eight when I lost my mom to cancer. She knew her time was coming and I was told about it by my parents. It was pretty traumatic. It was a pretty traumatic time. And some memories stuck while others faded. But I will always remember waking up in the middle of the night and hearing my mom ask my dad to take time after she died to move on. <coughs> she said she knew I would need that and that he needed to be there for me to put me first. She also admitted she was scared that he was going to forget about her because he wouldn't want to deal with his pain. She said she didn't want to be forgotten or replaced. I don't even remember if my dad said anything, but I knew my mom was crying and she was talking, and I was crying too. She wasn't wrong. I had already started falling apart when I knew she wouldn't be there anymore. My dad dated almost as soon as my mom was in the ground, and six months later, he introduced me to the woman who would be his second wife. There was no support for me during that time. He focused on doing everything mom feared he would. His second wife, came f- his second wife from the get-go was like, I'm going to marry your dad and I'll be his wife and your new mom. The next few years were awful and I hated my dad for moving on so fast, too fast for me and for doing his best to make mom the past and replace her with his second wife. It was only two years ago when things got better. My grandparents intervened on my behalf after being ignored for years. It helped so much to have them step up and do what needed to be done for me. I was lost. Barely making it through school, and my friendships were almost non-existent because I was so depressed. I actually ended up diagnosed with depression. My dad's wife thought that would be that when I would start coming around to her and letting her in, but I still have no interest in a second mom or pretending that she's anything more than some woman my dad is married to. He doesn't really care either, but he'll do whatever she wants. So we we all started therapy together a year ago. And after four months, the therapist wanted to wanted her to leave and for it to just be dad and me. It really wasn't going, it really hasn't been going anywhere. But then last week, his wife was determined to join us again. And the, and the therapist was like, you know what? Speak up to me and say everything you have said in our one-on-one sessions. So I did. I told my dad he failed me by moving on too fast. I said he betrayed mom by making her making sure her biggest fear came through. And by not doing the right thing by me, the child she gave him, his only child, I said he was hardly a dad to me since mom got sick. 
I told him he hadn't realized I was depressed. He didn't seem to care either. And he pretty much spat on my mom's grave with his actions. The, par- the therapist told him he should, he should care way more than he does and told his wife that she's unrealistic with her expectations and needs to let them go. It was afterwards they both got mad and told me I, was, I had been cruel and not honest. I'm now at my grandparents' house, but they still text to say I'm wrong. So am I the asshole? No. Hmm. But I feel like they're they're hurting and they're allowed to feel how they feel. And maybe it'll be cathartic for them to get it out. I guess maybe like the, she doesn't really know what was going on necessarily, maybe with the dad. Maybe he didn't care about the mom and was just toughing it out. Who's to say? Um, I don't think it makes them an asshole, though, to express how they feel. Like, this is a tough, tough time. Yeah, for sure. I uh, I agree with that. I uh, I I kind of at first was was kind of gonna I guess argue from the, the 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 father's what possibly could have been the father's perspective. Can't do nothing about his his uh, his wife, his second wife. That shit is weird. But uh, then I thought about it. I was like, no, this was a child. This was a child who heard what what uh, what uh, they heard and was uh and it was and still is you know sad and saddened and broken by the by the loss of a parent and they are forgiven and can't and can't forgiven for anything that might be mean but also can't can't even be considered an asshole because it's their lived experience and uh they know what it is and so i i uh no they can't possibly be the asshole in this in this situation but I'm not necessarily leaping to say the father is an asshole either. I don't know his situation. Yeah. I don't know his wife, what, what his situation was with, with his wife. Also don't like the idea of the, 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 I guess the dead and dying, putting stipulations on the living's life. You know, it's like, don't set rules for me. Uh, if you want to give me some guidance, if you care to share with me some hopes, that's cool. But don't, don't, you know, don't be like, it better be like this, that, and the third, and you got to do it because I'm dying. That's not cool. And not at all. Like when a person is dying, before they, they're dying, they're sick. Before they're like, while they're sick, how long was she battling cancer? Was it six months? It said a few, yeah, it said a couple of years. A couple, so for a couple of years, yeah. this guy has had to be not only the support system of the wife, but as on his child, who was his support system during that time, during those years? So this yeah. guy probably hasn't been laid in years, probably not hugged in years, not kissed in years, not having his any emotional or physical needs met for years. Yeah. So, yes, it probably seemed like super quick that he jumped to somebody else. But. I think I was starving for attention. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm not willing to call the dad an asshole. Nope. And uh, so that's why I said I'm not saying the kid the kids an asshole because I don't believe they are, but I also don't believe the dad has done has not has, has done as foul as this child seems to make it out to be. I do think it's weird when somebody comes in your life talking about I'm gonna be your mama. Like, nah, son, you can't. It's weird that you would say that to me. Yeah, the, the only person that's allowed to make that call is George Michael. He's not with us no more. 
He could have been your father figure, baby, but nobody else. Put your tight hand in his, but you know, alas, we can't do that no more. All right. Uh, next up, would I be the asshole if I told my wife we do not make enough money for her to be a stay-at-home mother? Um, I don't think that person's an asshole, but let let me be wrong. Box. I don't think so. I don't think so. Let us walk the path and discover of discovery together. I, 28 male, recently finished my PhD and my income rose significantly from 35,000 to 73,000. My wife, 26 female, also moved jobs and increased her pay from 40k to 50k. We recently welcomed our third Jesus Christ, child into our home, and our daycare expense rose to to $1,000 a month which ends up being a little less than half my wife's take-home pay. Also for context, we share finances completely. So when I say my pay or her paycheck, to us, it's really just our money. My wife told me that she would like to stay home with our children following the school year. She works as a teacher. I told her we could try to make it work and we started budgeting to live on only my income without her check. We still pay daycare with her check. But that is all. The rest of her check, we pay extra on our debt. 40000 in consumer debt, 110000 mortgage debt. The last month, we have been able to do this. But it's much tighter financially than we would like to have. If you notice, our income combined combined a couple of years ago totaled 75000 which is close to my income alone now. So we are essentially living on our old incomes, but with three children to take care of and with significant inflation. I'm sad that we're struggling so much with this new budget. I want to tell my wife that I'd like to, I'd like her to continue to work so that we can have an easier life with more margin. I am worried, however, that it would be an asshole move to tell her to keep working when I know she's a great mother and is really struggling with wanting to stay home with them. The only other option we have so far as the money is to reduce our retirement contributions to give us more margin. I contribute 8% pre-tax, employer matches 8%. And then I do an additional 8% in Roth. I don't want to reduce these contributions because I want us to be able to retire comfortably. Would I be the asshole if I told my wife that I'm not comfortable with our budget on, on only my income and that I would like her to continue working to give us more financial margin in our lives? Oh, <laughs> like... That's why when you read this, I was like, no, like, that's an honest conversation that two married people should have. And I don't think this makes you an asshole to be like, look, baby, we can't afford for you to be with our kids. Like, we don't I don't make enough to do this, like bring in everything we need. This is what I'm going to say. I think. The way he looked at it was very by the numbers and by the books. His wife is looking at it very from she's looking at it from her heart. He's looking at it from his head. I don't think he's an asshole, but I do feel like his was very like like very calculated and pointed, like I like really bought the books. And that can seem a little cold. Fair in that regard. I I can get that. Um let's take a look at uh some of the commentary. Uh not the asshole. 
The numbers just don't add up, unfortunately. That's not your fault or your wife's, but the reality is that you cannot afford for her to stay home. Don't say you can't stay home, but do communicate the message more gently. Maybe I can't get these numbers to add up. Is there any way she could get a part-time job that would pay more or work where the kids would get daycare since she's an education professional? I hope she. I hope you can make the, this work eventually, but if you just graduated, that that, that won't be this year. Good luck. Uh, I can't get these numbers to add up. Let's look at this together. It's totally the sentence. It will garner goodwill, encourage creativity, but also be grounded in the cold, hard facts of the matter. Okay, I hear that. Let's just refresh this whole page right quick, just in case. Oh, hey, guess what? It was removed by moderators. So I'm glad we got it before it got taken down. <laughs> uh, let's see. Why did they say they took it down? Moderators removed postal fee for a variety of reasons, including keeping communities safe, civil and true to their purpose. Uh, the, I mean, there's, there's no, this rule violates rule seven. There is no interpersonal conflict here for our community to make a judgment about. Huh. Huh. I don't know. He asked, would he be an asshole if he did? I, I don't know. I disagree with the, with the moderators on this one, but yeah, what, what is one to do? Uh, most people uh, said, no, he wouldn't be an asshole for this. And uh, of course we agreed. Uh, sweet baby. Jesus. Having a uh, a third child, and I'm I'm not knocking people for having multiple. Ch- Look, you you do you, if you can afford it. In this situation, they cannot, and so it just you know, kind of comes off in a weird way in that regard. But nah, you're not an asshole. I hope you had the conversation with your wife, and I hope that all worked out. Right, I'm going to refresh this uh, key fob one, just in case. All right, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> This one uh, got, got a little. This is actually the only the, uh, of those three. This is the one I actually only read uh, read the whole thing of. So I'm aware of the entire story here. Am I the asshole? Wash my husband's key fob. I, empty nester age, have been married over 20 years and typically do the laundry because I do not work outside the home as many hours as does hubby. He does often help fold and put it away. It has always been my pilot. Now, listen to this. I want you to hear this shit. Also, just in general, before I get further, is this person an asshole for washing their husband's key fob? Hmm. I'm going to say no. Yeah, say no. That was my initial thought when you read the the preview. Well, here. Let's, let's, let me, I'm going to give you this part right here. It has always been my policy to not check any pockets aside from when the kids were very young before I put them in the wash machine, even though I have washed slash ruined many important items, my own included. I even had to clean ink from all over the dryer drum because of my refusal. He's a grown ass man. I say he can check his own pockets before putting them in the hamper. Three days ago, I found his truck, his truck's keyless proximity starter went through an entire wash cycle. And of course it does not work. Tried to start the vehicle, no luck. Took the vehicle with second fob to a dealer service who said it's FUBAR. A new replacement fob will cost around $450. Husband says I'm the asshole for refusing to check, po- check pockets. I say he's the asshole for not checking pockets before surrendering to launder. Who gets the blame? Something really gratifying for the winner is riding on the answer. I think anytime you make a policy not to do something that's helpful for yourself, yes, you be an asshole. 
This person's literally fucking themselves because of this policy. <laughs> so not only they, so they fucking the entire family and themselves because of this policy. Yes, you're an asshole. The worst kind. So here's the thing. I wish I could ask them, were the clothes put into the dirty hamper or did you pick them up off of somewhere? Because that would be my one caveat. If the husband knows that you've been doing this for years and he didn't pull that key fob out of there before he put the clothes in the hamper, it's on him. But if his pants were like on the bed because he like took them off to do something and he was going to put them back on or like you snatched the pants off of somewhere that they weren't ready for laundry, then you're the asshole. Indeed. What do you think? The only and I only say that because she has a self-admitted history of doing this. Yeah. Which the husband would be aware of. Yes. So that's why I think this is an everybody sucks here because I can't call how she acquired the pants. Shockingly that you say that because this first comment says everyone sucks here. He doesn't check and you don't bother to feel, feel the pockets. I was with you until you wrote, have washed and ruined many important items, including stuff that's yours, but that you don't really care. There's a better way. It's called cooperation. Uh. <laughs> Woman, if you don't check them damn pockets, fuck. <laughs> Let me I don't check my pockets, but I also empty out my pockets the moment I get home. So the, if I had anything in my pockets, it would be like a paper receipt that I missed in, in something. But like, you ain't going to find my keys, my phone, my wallet or nothing up in there. Uh, let's see. One of the best lessons that I got about about making people like you is that you should always treat other people as though their time is worth more than yours, especially when it's objectively not the case. If you can't take two seconds to empty your pockets before taking your clothes off, but expect someone else to spend 30 seconds to grab and check the pockets on the items while they are helping you, then you are being actively disrespectful of their time. Respect everyone else's time by treating it as though it's important because for nearly everyone, they find their their time more important than other other people. Also, if you are consistently respectful of other people's time, then when you need the time, their time, they'll be more open to give it freely. I wash the laundry in my house. Everybody's laundry goes through me. I... We've gotten old enough in this house now, everybody involved, to mostly know to keep their pockets empty. But every so often, like Box said, a receipt will make its way through the wash or something like that there, or a candy wrapper or a chapstick. A whole, chap <laughs> whole chapstick in the wintertime is a regular happenstance. I will pull some clothes out the dryer, and it'll be like just a melted, not me like an empty tube of chapstick because it got washed and dried, so it all just melted away and went away. It happens. But like Box said, because we don't, I mean, of course we don't know, like said, uh, this person could have uh, picked up these pants and whatever. Because it's wild that my man would have left his keys in his pants. You feel me? Mm -hmm. and, and just put them in the hamper. That's, that's uh, I don't know. I'm I'm real particular about how I, how I remove stuff from my pockets and where I place it at. So basically I walk through mm -hmm. the door and uh, there's a little table in the kitchen. I just pull my my my, my keys and my, my wallet out. Usually put it right there on that table or in my hat on the table. If I come to the front door, it's on a little dog, uh, you know, uh, dog house that's over there by the front door. So I'm very specific in my actions and intentional with my actions. So, but 
man, yeah, bro. It's uh, yeah, I, that's 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 more. Everybody sucks their situation, and uh, whatever prize they're uh, winning based on uh, what uh, Reddit says, I hope it was worth it. Jesus Christ, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you gotta, you gotta admit though. At least they're finding something fun to come out of it. You know, I hope it's the four hundred fifty dollars that they need to replace that damn key fob. Because <laughs> God bless, man. As wow. In the realm of entertainment, I cannot for the life of me remember what or I, I watched at all besides Ahsoka and a bunch of uh, you know stuff on YouTube. Uh, oh man. We watched that Backstreet, no, NSYNC uh, Hot Ones today. So good. So funny, so fun. Such a good fucking bit of Hot Ones. That's what you watch Hot Ones for. Shit like that there. Just a delight. If you have not watched it, I will tell you to get down with that. I only thing I really played so far is me continuing forward with uh, Vampire Survivors. Great game. You should be playing it. Uh, I am reading Dilatops, a book that Anthony got for me uh, at some point. <laughs> I think it was your birthday uh, last year. It is. It is a. Uh, it is the story of. It is a. A, a biography about uh, 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 James Yancey, aka uh, JD, aka Jay Dilla, and about literally his 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 the time his his actual the the way his the music the the way he changed the way music is timed out and. Uh, it's uh it's fantastic so far. Just a real, real, real great read and uh happy I find I'm finally getting to it. I am listening to Little Brother dropped a uh couple of songs this week. Uh they made a, basically a A and B side of uh, uh Wish Me Well and Glory Glory and uh, I told you we get back around that Denzel thing because uh uh Wish Wish Me Well or Call Me Ishmael. Uh I'm leaving with something, nigga. Call me Denzel. I believe is the bar that my man Fonte spit. So how funny that you happen to bring that up uh, and, and when uh, that is literally what's on the on the stroll today. So uh, I don't know. I just I, I I find that hilarious that 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 happened to work itself out like that. But of course, that is the way it always goes down. Uh, those are. <laughs> I've had a good time with music this year. Lots of good music to be had. These two songs might be some of the illest bars spit all year long. Some of the best hip hop I've heard all year long. And I find it interesting that it's, it comes to me here basically uh, at the beginning of the of the fourth quarter of the year. It took all the way till now for some MCs to come through and do that thing. And uh, I would tell you uh, if, to jump on Spotify or whatever listening service you use and give little brothers wishing well and uh, wish me well and glory, glory a listen. They are fantastic songs. And, and I is that my list? Is that my list? That's my list. What about you guys? What have you been up to in the realms of entertaining yourselves this week that you think the listeners should get down with or give it a look or a listen? I haven't watched anything other than wrestling and football. The foosball. <laughs> um. Oh, actually, that's a lie. I watched a movie the other night called Buddy Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on Paramount+. Plus. Had like Josh Dumel, Nick Schwartzton, James Rodriguez, aka the artist formerly known as James Roday, um, uh, Kevin Dillon, and some other people. Uh, it was kind of like a 
middle-aged men reliving their youth in honor of um, what's the dude that's married to Kristen Bell? What's his name? Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Yeah, he he like dies at the beginning dude. of the movie, and so like they're on like a mission to like spread his ashes over like the place he was the happiest or some shit. And the guy uh, Jensen Eccles from Supernatural plays like his brother, and he's trying to get the ashes back from all the other guys because he thinks the ashes should be like spread at like the family business or some shit. So it's kind of like they're trying to evade him, and you know they they end up in like some like college party game shit, and it's, it's kind of funny at times. I can't, apparently it was a sequel to like a 2020 movie. And has now spawned an actual TV show that Josh Jamel hosts is like a game show called Buddy oh. Games. Interesting. Fair enough. Um, I've been playing a lot of Monopoly Go. Um, as far as watching, the morning show came back to Apple TV Plus. I've been watching that. Um, today I started Sex Education on Netflix. But before that, I've been I started uh, Ted Lasso again. Um, I'm on season two of that. I finished the, the last season of Barry. And, like random eight, like any day, like if I like name it or not, like I'm always watching something like HGTV related during the week. So that's always something. But um, Monopoly Go. Um, it's been a, like a pretty constant in my life for the, the last couple, uh, like I guess the last month. Fair. Uh, well, you know, people, you know, that's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we gave you a show. I'm, I'm so sleepy right now. Y'all I like, not like sleepy in a way. Like I've not felt my eyes this heavy in a minute. So that's interesting. That's <laughs> you bet. We definitely go, go hit the rack here in a, in a slight second. Well, you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible. Please subscribe to our YouTube and Twitter. Yeah, again, fuck Twitter. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I hadn't posted on there in weeks, and I don't think we're going back to it. Uh, so uh, we, it, it's there. Please, whatever, if, you, if you're so inclined, but worry not. It's nothing I ask of you. Uh, if you want to support the show financially and have a few bucks to us away, feel free to join us over on Patreon. Remember, it's the $5 and above tier. Get extra content each month and early access to new shows. I put up the video version of this show uh, unedited, so they got the raw, and, and, and uh, 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 but you know they got that version of the show last week. And uh, if you think you want to see our uh, mugs doing this, and uh, also have an uncut version of the show, might want to head over to those uh to to, to the uh the Patreon. Again, five bucks will get you there. Five bucks a month. Not asking for too much of you. I promise you. Uh, we got merch. Overtpublic.com slash user slash stays crunchy and milk, all one word. Remember that crunchy is, of course, spelled with a K. Feel free to give us a call 216 264 6311. That's 216 264 6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. And hear from you. We have. Is it a text? Uh, first up, uh, first up on, on Spotify, uh, Carrie Williams. Uh, I, uh, well, the question was just what did they think about uh, the, uh, this week's episode, which was last week when we put up a We Tried. Uh, and Carrie responded, great episode. Reminds me of when we got the Tokyo Treat subscription box for my daughter for a year. Asia snacks be hitting, but when they miss, it's bad. That's true. P.S. 
I'm the male in the picture. FYI, remember we had asked, "Hey, man, who? Which one is Carrie?" Because Carrie is a is 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 an, a, 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 a gendered name, and uh, the photo uh, my man's had was a lady and a man. Well, good to know, Carrie. Thanks for listening and supporting and 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 and, and commenting, man. We bang with it. Uh, uh, this one's is specifically for Daniel. Hey guys, this one's for Dan. I'm listening to episode 509. I have a digital copy of Diablo 4 you can have. I just need your gamer tag because I'd have to send it to you via the console. It isn't just a code like they used to give you when you bought a console that comes with a game. And uh, I'll send you his gamer tag so you can do that. That's my man, Bill. Y'all know Bill, man. Bill been down with the set for a long time. But Dan, my man got a copy of Diablo 4 for you, baby. Happy birthday to me. I'm right. <laughs> I, I, I will, uh, like I said, I'll slide you his, uh, his uh, gamer tag uh, 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 shortly. And you can just, uh, y'all can take care of that behind the scenes. I want to put anybody's business out here in the streets. But uh, that is this week's Stays Crunchy and Milk. Daniel, happy birthday uh, on the show. You'll also, of course, get a happy birthday from me. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Either in present or uh, in some way or over, over, over textual in some situation, because that's how we roll. Uh, is that all? I think that's all. It's all to the good. That is the 216 is on. Big Ant, what's good? Uh, good? Well, good night to you guys and hello to everyone else. That's what's up, man. That is also the 216 is on. Big lunchbox. Don't have some. He's local. <sighs> it's my birthday, so you know we about to ride out. Those exact words, people. That's how he gets down with the get down. I have been your host, the Inner Terror 713. I hope you enjoyed it. In fact, I'm fully aware that you did. We will catch you next week. And until then, peace. What happened to your ass? It used to be beautiful.